Hello and welcome to the Entertainment Earth Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Paulus. This week, let's talk about Solo, a Star Wars story some more, because why not? Uh, we're going to look at Solo Class B Vehicles Wave 2. This includes Han Solo's Speeder and the Imperial ADDT Walker with Mimbin's Stormtrooper. I need to grab these and my Force Link band so I can make all kinds of horrible screeches into the microphone for you. Hold on. Okay, so let's start with Han Solo and the Speeder. Uh, Han Solo comes in his Corellian wear. It looks kind of like uh, retro racing stuff from maybe the 60s. He's got gloves, he's got a vest, and he looks quite stylish. He comes with a blaster that is not the Han blaster, but it's a blaster. And, of course, Han's speeder. And when you put him on the Force Link thing... I'm done with taking orders. That wasn't the plan. How did I get into this mess? That wasn't the plan. Nothing beats a good blaster. And that's what you get. It's not the guy from the movie, it's not the other guy from the movie, but it's Han Solo, which kind of where I think some of the Force Link stuff falls apart. Could have been really cool. Uh, we've also got the vehicle, which is a big blue speeder. looks kind of like a book. The uh, passenger side is rounded and looks kind of like a spine. The right side is open and looks kind of like pages. If you push it together and crash it, basically, uh, the, the front of the ship is rubbery. And the seat flies forward and basically works as an ejector seat for the driver. So it's kind of cool. And if you hold it with the force link... It makes noises, and it's kind of cool. It's colorful. It's blue. It has nice painted engines. And I think it's one of the better vehicles from the new movie. Uh, The Han Solo Kessel Run Millennium Falcon is certainly the largest, but while it's new and different, it is certainly not as big and impressive as previous Millennium Falcon toys. This Han Speeder is the right size. It has controls. It has sculpted stuff on the dashboard. Lots of little cables and wires. They did a really nice job with this. I don't and I don't know for sure about scale, but at least as far as toys goes, it seems large and difficult to improve on. So Hasbro did a good job here, and I like it, and I think you should get one. The ATDT is the latest of Imperial mechanized uh, mayhem mechanisms. I don't know. But anyway, it includes a Mimbin Stormtrooper. And it's like an ATST but open. It's really cool. Let's start with the Stormtrooper, because I haven't heard this talk yet. I don't know what he sounds like. Five points of articulation. It's the normal straight-up-and-down Stormtrooper pose you'd recognize from the 70s. Head swivels, has a blaster. Nice and dirty. A better paint than the single-carded Mimbin Stormtrooper, but no cloak. And he sounds like this. Walker arriving on site. That's not bad. It's a good trooper, and if this figure were available carded, you'd probably want to army build it so you could line a bunch of them up and knock them over. Do whatever it is you like to do. The ATDT is pretty spectacular. Uh, I've got ATSTs. We sell ATSTs. We have a Black Series one in stock you might like to buy. But they've been making various uh, things that are a little bit earlier than that. There's one for Rebels, and now there's this one. It stands about 10 and... I'd say uh, six-tenths of an inch tall, or three-fifths, rather. And it's got multiple points of articulation. Each leg has uh, movement at the hip, the back of the knee, I guess, 
uh, that moves, and there's a ball joint on the ankle. So even if the toy is a little misshapen or you're on uneven ground, you can probably pose it in a way that can make it so it doesn't fall over. I would say this makes it the best Imperial Walker Hasbro's ever done. Normally, we don't get that kind of foot articulation, and that kind of thing matters when you're putting stuff onto a shelf or in a diorama. Uh, if you're just putting on a flat surface, it doesn't matter as much, but even then, if something's just a little off about how the leg was manufactured or molded, you don't have any real way to compensate for it, short of like putting a book under it. This actually allows you to pose it and do something different if you need to. Uh, sculpting is good. Everything looks like where it should be. I'm very happy with the uh, battle damage. Uh, the feet have some weird uh, grayish mud with some white on it. I don't know what the white's for. I was hoping for brown. But there's also blast marks on the legs and on the front, and it's an open-air vehicle, which is dramatically useful, but just seems like bad military engineering. If you've got a giant two-legged walker and you're sending dudes out on the battlefield with it, why would you want to have it open? Close that off. Do you want somebody just coming in there and like grabbing you by the shoulders and throwing you out? Not that they would do that in the movie. It has a firing projectile and the best battle damage feature I've seen out of a toy in years. Because you push this big button on the back of the head and the cannon and the seat uh, launch out. So the driver flies out, the seat goes in another direction, the cannon falls off, the head explodes basically. And it's a great uh, head on a walker too. It's loaded with sculpted detail. No stickers or anything. These things are ready to go outside of the box. Uh, but you got a nice control panel and all these wires and cables and a place to put the trooper. There's even a paint job on the seat. They painted the, uh, I want to say, not quite leather interior. And it looks cool. Uh, top to bottom, this is one of the best Hasbro vehicles I've seen in quite some time. Whoever engineered it, I hope you're very proud of yourself because you did good work and I hope you do more vehicles like this. I think it might benefit from price point and budget, you know, at $30 or so each you're able to put a little bit more into every vehicle as opposed to a $100 vehicle where you have to worry about things like the volume it takes up in the box, batteries and electronics and stuff, and that takes away budget from other features. Something like this has no onboard battery compartment because it's all outsourced to the force link, and because of that, you get something pretty nice, and you're also paying $30 for it. So I got my money's worth, and I'm going to see what it sounds like. I don't know where the chip is, so we're going to find that out together. So mostly it shoots, is what we're getting at. But it's pretty cool, and uh, if you only buy one vehicle from the Solo movie, I'm trying to think what the best one to recommend to you would be. Probably the ATDT and or the Han Speeder, in that order. Uh, Enfys Nest Spike is cool, it looks neat, but it doesn't do anything, and there's no display stand, it's just a bike. It's a cool-looking bike, it's got a great paint job, and they clearly put the time and money into making it decent. But if you want something to play with and futz with, the toy that your inner six-year-old would be very happy to get is the ATDT from Hasbro. Uh, we're offering that right now on our website, so please order one before the chance eludes you. You will dig it. And if you don't dig it, um, I don't know what to tell you. You must hate fun or something. Uh, so the trooper fits in it just fine. He can hold his blaster while he's sitting in it. Unless I missed it, there's no onboard blaster storage compartment. That would be my only complaint. That's my complaint on almost every Star Wars vehicle is, like, you have this big vehicle. Why can't they put a compartment in there to store stuff? 
They did that for the uh, Imperial Assault Combat Tank, hover tank, whatever, but not for almost anything else. Millennium Falcon sometimes has it because of the smuggling compartments. You can just cram a vehicle in there, but not usually on smaller craft. The land speeder, though, they had that pop-up hood you could put guns in. So sometimes I think ahead. I like this a lot. I think you'll like it. Consider the fact that you get a eight to ten dollar figure in there. Uh, these are some pretty good vehicles, and I think you'll enjoy them. And that's all I got to say. As far as I know, these are the only vehicles left for the year. If there's something else coming, I do. Oh, non-exclusives. Other than the oh, I'm, I'm full of crap. I apologize. There's a new Imperial Tie Fighter that we have not received yet. I hope it's coming soon. It was supposed to be here in August. I don't think there have been any U.S. sightings yet, but it has this great break-apart feature. I've seen pictures, and it looks really cool. It might be one of the best proportion TIE Fighters, the best painted TIE Fighters, and the most fun to play with. After a couple of movies of so-so mm, to pretty good vehicles, Hasbro's really hitting their ride with Solo. Everything for this movie has been a lot more fun, a lot more interesting, and it just seems better than some of the stuff we've had in years. Um, not that the Force Awakens stuff wasn't pretty good, but, you know, the X-Wing, you know, the waxy canopy, uh, the TIE Fighter had the weird thing where the uh, eject buttons and the TIE Fighter wings were on the bottom, so it's the opposite of everything they've made for 40 years. Falcon was pretty nice. I know people tell me I'm wrong, but mm, it had a lot going for it. I like playing with that. Um, but these new solo ships are just fantastic, and I recommend checking them out if you have the means, or if you know someone who needs uh, a present for a birthday, or a holiday of your choosing, uh, give it a look. And I'm rambling too long because I enjoyed these too much. I've been having a lot of fun with the uh, walker, so I think you will too. Have a great weekend, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at EntEarth, and keep listening to the Entertainment Earth podcast.